Let's get you some clarity around where you want to go, what that bigger future looks like. Then from that clarity, let's help you get some understanding about what's involved, who's involved. It's a complicated um, situation. And then finally, let's build an action plan around that and help keep all the participants who are necessary because it's not something that you can do by yourself. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Ami Baum of Interchange Capital Partners. Ami, super excited to have you on the show. Great. Same. Looking forward to sharing a little bit about what we do, why we do it, and hopefully we can be of some value. Yes, absolutely. I know you're definitely going to be of some value and you're doing so many awesome things. So, of course, before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Ami so you can hear about some of those awesome things that he's been working on. And Ami is the founder and CEO of Interchange Capital Partners, a family business that has honed a comprehensive and collaborative process over its 40 years of practice in financial services and is dedicated to helping clients and their families build financial safety nets. With over 40 years of practice in financial services, Ami has been named to the Barron's top 1,000 financial advisors list, and Ami and his team previously managed over $420 million in client assets. Ami, super excited to have you on the show again. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. Let's uh, let's get started. Let's awesome. talk a little bit about what we can do and uh, how we can help. Yeah, absolutely. I want to hear a little bit more about what you do and how you do it. But before we jump into that, I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you tell us what I like to call your CEO story? Uh, yeah, I got started at a very young age. I came from nothing. Um, I my the favorite line was my father used to say, you know, uh, what do you think? Money grows on trees. And uh, I looked around and I said, well, there looks like there's some people around me that uh, and around the family that certainly have a money tree. So uh, we struggled a lot. Um, You know, we got by never, you know, wasn't, you know, tremendously challenged, lower middle class. But, you know, there was always a problem or an issue. Money seemed to be uh, always front and center. And I remember when I got the uh, got my um, acceptance into college. I was so excited. My, I came back. My father said, "Look, I got into college." He said, "Great. How are you going to pay for it?" I said, "What?" <laughs> and that's when I realized that uh, he was walking this tightrope around money. Really didn't know much about it. Really didn't know how to handle it. It ultimately became the destruction of the family, a divorce, and all that. And I, I didn't realize at the time. But later on in life, I realized that was a seminal moment for me when I recognized I'm going to go out there and build a safety net for myself. And then unbeknownst to me, I ended up getting into a profession which helped build safety nets for others. Um, I ran a restaurant in college uh, because I had to pay for college, as we know. And um, the uh, friend of mine's father was a stockbroker for EF Hutton and said, I got you a job. I said, 
what's an EF Hutton? What's the stock? I didn't know anything about this stuff. And uh, fortunately, um, there was one question they used to ask all the time in interviews, which was, so what's your weakness? And I was very candid. I said, I don't know anything about your industry, but I can learn. And if you've got a good training program, bring it on. <laughs> the 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 manager talks. I've never had so and so young turn that question around on me. You're hired, and so that was the start of uh, getting involved in the financial service business. And and then I recognized at the time that it was sort of like a franchise opportunity for me. A lot of, I didn't see it as being an employee. I saw it as even though I was. Uh, I saw it as a franchise. Here I was, had the opportunity to go out there and talk with people and build a business. And that's where it was uh, 1979. And fast forward, had a lot of success, a lot of failures. And uh, ultimately, um, on my 65th birthday, June 12th of 2020, uh, we launched Interchange Capital Partners. We decided that we wanted to be independent. We really wanted, had some ideas and ways of going about doing things that uh, were unique and different and uh, just didn't fit into the big bank model, you know, that we had come from. Awesome. 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 So I know we touched on a little bit, but I want to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you're serving your clients, how you're helping them to, to create that financial safety net. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we decided on, this was part of what was the transition. Uh, my oldest son joined us and, and because I was already successful, I had some concerns about him having to live for the rest of his life that everyone would say, well, you're successful because your father was successful. Just quite the opposite of my father. <laughs> so it's very interesting how the generations play. And so I said, well, let's go out there. And I looked at my career and I said, if I could do this all over again, what market would make the best sense and give us the greatest opportunity? And I realized that most of the wealth that people have, if they're business owners or CEOs, are tied up in their business. And so I said, what we want to do is we want to go out there and help this business owner to unlock a lifetime of work. Uh, there is, it's not a question of if you're going to leave your business. You, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. It's going to happen. The question is not if, it's when. And so we built a program around helping this exit succession transition planning uh, for this business owner because it's the single largest financial transaction of their lives. So that's the niche that we're involved with. And uh, we really help uh, with the three phases that's necessary. The first phase is they need to identify and quantify. And that's a part which most people don't like to do. They like to jump to the second phase, which is, you know, how do I maximize and protect? And then they really like the third phase, which is how do I transition and transact? Where's the money? You know, that, but we try to pull them back and say, first and foremost, Let's get you some clarity around where you want to go, what that bigger future looks like. Then from that clarity, let's help you get some understanding about what's involved, who's involved. It's a complicated um, situation. And then finally, let's build an action plan around that and help keep all the participants who are necessary because it's not something that you can do by yourself. You need tax help, you need legal help, you need protection help, you need investment help, you need financial planning help, you need banking help in order to pull this thing off. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Well, I actually developed three of them. Um, and, and this is really about life in general. Um, you know, I start my day with a first thing in the morning I wake up, I immediately go to an area and do a 20-minute mindful meditation practice. That centers me. That gets me focused. I'm a prolific dreamer. And frankly, sometimes those dreams infect me. I mean, I wake up, if I had a bad dream, I got a bad day. Or so that 20 minutes sort of separates my sleep from my day. The second thing that I learned to do uh, is really be mindful and careful about what I eat. Um, you know, I used to weigh 250 pounds when I was a teenager. I ate all the junk and all that stuff. And I have uh, converted myself into a plant-based um, eating style. And what that does is I don't wake up with a, a food coma or a food hangover. And it, it gives me the energy to work through the day. And then I finish my day with uh, 45 minutes of yoga practice. And that, again, allows me. So those that no matter, I say if I can do, and I call those my three success strategies, and I get those three things done every day, which I do every day, 99% of the time, there's always a day here. The rest of the world, because the rest of the world happens, but I know I'm grounded and centered and I'll be able to handle whatever comes my way. So that's one thing that I do. From a more professional standpoint, I've been involved in a uh, coaching program, which I, you have to find the right one. I have been involved with Strategic Coach out of Toronto and Chicago uh, that uh, frankly helped me redefine my life. Uh, and it, part of the three success strategies came from working. And what I like about the Strategic Coach coaching is it's a process of giving you some knowledge products and allow you to create your own pathway versus coaching programs that I've been involved in the past where say, well, you got to do it this way, this way, and this way. Well, that really doesn't celebrate the differences that all the people that we know have. So those would be the two things that, that have helped me. Obviously, the three success strategies, and I've been going to strategic coach quarter after quarter for the last, I think I'm starting my 19th year now on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I wanted to ask you now is what I like to call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Yeah, it's a it's a concept called unique ability. In other words, uh, there are things in life that we're good at. There's things in life we're very good at. And there's things in life we're excellent at. But none of those are unique ability. Unique ability is what are you passionate about? What would you do when you look at all the activities and all the things that you do in your life? What are those things that energize you as you go? What are the things that you would do for free if nobody would pay you for it? It's not an easy concept to get your hands around, but there's an easy way to figure it out. And that is it's clear what isn't your unique ability. So you keep whittling it down. Well, I don't like to do this. I don't like to do this. I don't like to do this. Oh, all of a sudden you get this place where you are in your unique ability. And so if I had to 
my nugget is to get people to realize that there is something that they are really passionate about, that they love to do, that energizes them, that keeps them going, that never they never get tired of doing and being involved with uh, for it. And mine is helping people. I just love to help people reframe. You can hear some of the, the things that we've talked about in, in the last few minutes, you know, taking a look at something that, well, I can't be non-negotiable. Well, wait a minute, you've been non-negotiable. It's not that you can't. We just need to, I like to say my unique ability is knowing which screw to turn and how much, you know, for it. So that would be one. And then the other one for business owners is learning to be inconsequential. Most business owners are control freaks, myself included. And you got to really, you're going to do everything because you do it better than anybody. Well, first of all, that's not true. You do what you love to do and you're passionate about that, you will do better. But if you can become inconsequential, meaning that the entire business doesn't revolve around you, that makes your business that much more valuable. Because remember, you're going to ultimately leave your business. And if you're the center of the wheel, then the business isn't going to be there to support the rest, whoever that potential buyer would be. So those would be my two. Become inconsequential, learn how to delegate, stay in that unique ability area, try to find out what that unique ability is, and then live your life you know, towards those ways. Awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Ami. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. So, Ami, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, it's vision. I, I think CEOs have to be able to have a vision that other people can be find a way to become their best self. So it's having a vision that empowers other people to be their best version of themselves. Um, you know, if you can do that as a CEO, you're going to build a phenomenal organization, whether that's in the profit world or the nonprofit world, whether it's in your family. I think fathers and mothers or CEOs, they need to create this vision and empower the children to be able to be their best selves. Uh, out there recognizing, you know, the, I love the thing, you know, God has, you know, there's my plan, which is a straight line. And then there's God's plan. It's got all the dips and valleys to it. I mean, <laughs> but that to me is what a great CEO, a great leader uh, does is it has a vision, but empowers the people who work with them to become their best selves. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Ami, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people could get a hold of you and find out about all the other things you and your team are working on. At a very early age, I think I was 14 at the time, it said, if you can help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. And, and that's what we're really about. We're, we, we come into relationships with all our expertise, with all our value, but we start with a blank sheet of paper, which is your canvas. So if you will tell us where you would like to go, we will help you get there. That's what we do at Interchange Capital Partners. And you can reach us by going to our website, www.interchange.com. C as in capital, P as in Peter, cp.com. 
and you can contact us from there. Otherwise, you can reach me at Ami, A-H-M-I-E dot Baum, B-A-U-M, at interchangecp.com. So either by the website or by the email, um, you know, uh, website or by email, get a hold of me and would love to further the conversation with those that recognize that what they've built and they're at that place in their life where they want to start to unlock that lifetime of work. Absolutely love that. And of course, we're going to make the the information available in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of Omni and his team. Thank you so much for unlocking that in us. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.